0: ended up part one getting to know lance a just a little bit more we find out that lance does some financial education with some of his clients particularly the sons and daughters of tony and so it's an interesting and funny situation that leads us to some of the wisdom that lance could pass on to all of us that is very simple and easy to understand so stay tuned as we start part two the final part of our discussion with lance a so, yeah. what did you what I did think? I think parents are more
1: you? apt to talk to their kids about what they shouldn't do than helping them uh, learn what they should do. And money's a big part of that. And in, uh, maybe it's the parents' fault because they haven't paid enough attention to it for the moment.
0: But do you think something. it's because their parents never passed it on to them? So they don't really have a good role model to say, hey, this is kind of how I talk to my kids about it?
1: Yeah, I think probably most people get their um, background. I mean, parents, sure, but also their advisors. I mean, I think. You know, you can do absolutely. I am not smarter than anybody else. I mean, if you spent your time focused on what I do for people, you could do it, too. You don't need me. Right. But it's where I focus my time. Uh, I would have no idea how to set up this little studio. I I, I couldn't
2: do it. Impossible. (laughs) Right. But But if you're uh, not there, then they're going to learn from their buddies in the street, just like the SCX thing. And then they're going to tell them to buy crypto. That's right.
0: And, and you know, the one thing I always tell people is like everybody has a doctor. Right But for their physical health, it's like money is such a interwoven piece of their entire life. Mm-hmm. It's like, why don't you have a quote unquote doctor for your money as well? And people once they kind of think about it, they're like, "hmm, that yeah. does make a little bit more sense.
1: yeah, I think so. So the prop that Tony was referring to when I was speaking with his children I've been used it before, yep. So, a lot of uh, employers or businesses, they provide a retirement plan for their employees to contribute to. Sometimes sure. a 401k or a simple, whatever it is. And so, we have served as the advisor on those in the past. And so, part of that role as the advisor is to educate. Gotcha. So, whether it's a you know 14 to 17-year-old child or a 27-year-old line worker or a 45-year-old secretary... Um, you know, if they don't understand money, they don't understand money. Right. So the prop, the hundred, the one dollar stacks of one dollar bills. So it's
0: a stack of one dollar bill with a whole bunch
1: of filler in the middle. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's right. So it's a stack of a hundred or ninety-eight pieces of paper and one dollar on either side. <laughs>
2: okay. Great. Hello, and my several kids. stacks. Well, you know what? You know how to catch your attention. You put a couple stacks of those on, there and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> dad."
1: So the point of that exercise is to show the power of compound return gotcha all right so um and so you can average out the rate of return on a treasury bond over 25 years and it's you know grows a little bit we There's love something... the law of 72s oh
2: right? yeah, we yeah, love that gonna, one.
1: that's exactly where i was gonna go so if you explain the rule of 72 to them with money and instead of just giving them numbers you can take another big old stack he you will know, the other one set it on top of it yeah baby it that makes a point. I like that. So, um, that's the reason for the prop. So, the, um, the there's a quote, I'm going to butcher it. I, I've heard it last couple of days. Um, it, it's the risk do, that doesn't come from the market, risk comes from our reaction to it. Ooh, that is right? a good one. So, over 25 years, 30 years, I don't know who our audience is. I don't, whatever time frame. Yeah, is, we're families. Yeah. Uh, markets are going to do, stock markets going to do well at some point. At some point, it's not. You know, the bond market, same thing. Real estate, the same thing. But clearly, over time, equities will provide, stocks will provide a greater rate of return than other asset classes. Right. Historically speaking, logically, if you look into it. However, with that extra return also comes the extra risk, and and risk is defined as the value of the dollar you have today being less tomorrow,
2: Hmm.
1: right? So that's volatility risk. There's also risk that a company could go out of business, other things like that, but for practical purposes, it's the risk of the value of your portfolio going down and what is your reaction to it? Right. So over time, equity markets have and in all likelihood will trend up. Mm-hmm. But it's a bumpy ride.
2: Every time it goes down, I call Lance. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what the, <laughs> the uh, heck. Edit that out. What no. the heck is going on here?
1: So every time the market goes down, Tony calls me and says, we should sell. Yeah, <laughs> And I'll remind him that if we only buy when the market goes up and sell when the market goes down, then we're absolutely guaranteed we're gonna lose money. Because right. if you buy high and sell low, you lost money. I think it was two right. weeks ago. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was thinking, I was trying to tell them, I don't want to buy stocks anymore. I just want to buy stonks. <laughs> the stocks that only go up are stonks. <laughs> Is that really a case? They are. Okay, so that's what I there get for hanging out with the college kids, right? The Zoomers call- will tell you that's they... Only by stonks. Because they're the only ones that just go up. Okay. But we we
0: just read a a book called The Psychology of Money, Mm -hmm. which isn't really about cerebral. It was this very interesting story, which goes through and it says, with the compounding of money, did you know that, um, what do you call it, 99% of Warren Buffett's uh, wealth actually happened after... I think it was the age of 50 or 65. I can't remember one of those because it's the compounding of money. He started when he was some ridiculously young number, like nine or or Mm -hmm. 10 or 11. And because he was allowing it to compound and he was growing his money, that the thing just took off. And so he also, um, I think in that same podcast, we said the last 15 years on the S&P, there was this research analysis that said, if you stayed in the market. And you, you miss the four best trading days. I'm sure you've heard this. You yep. miss the four best trading days. You actually over those 15 year, years you lose money. But if you just stay in the market, they
1: are showing, you know, there's a really good return. You just need I to have stay heard in that. There. That's not what it says, but yeah. So and the point is uh, do not let your emotions influence exactly your planning. Uh, it's not easy. Stay with your plan. I mean we could, we have recent history to reflect on and that is the market's reaction to covid last year sure um going into the a rise of the pandemic the market was really strong employment numbers were um great really strong. I wanted a job you could get a job wages right. were going up yep uh the economy was growing boom and we call that a black swan event that's an event that you can't anticipate it's not normal but it has a significant impact So, of course, people were afraid. You know, the market went down 35% in 10 trading days. That scares people. Right. Prudently. Um, So, if you're just a trader and you're thinking that your emotions are going to lead you right, you went into that period of time feeling pretty good. You sold at the bottom, right? And Mm -hmm. you probably didn't wait till it got back to where it was to buy back. Right. Right? Because that's what your emotions told you to do. So, I have this phrase that I use, and it's a little overworn, but there are two enemies to investment success, two emotional enemies to investment success fear and greed. Sure. We want to sell when things are bad because of our fear, and we want to buy when things are good because of our greed. Right. And most every amateur investor does that. Yep. And Warren Buffett, what does he say? He says, all I
0: buy when there's blood in the streets, yeah. meaning that when things are knocked down and butchered and everything else and really low, that's when I buy because I'm going to get the best price that I possibly can for whatever company I want to invest in.
1: Well, it's nice to be Warren Buffett and be able to buy anything you want whenever you want. Not all of us have that Agree. attitude. So, but I would say that it'd be be hard- press to find anybody in my business that wouldn't say allocating a little bit of your surplus income every month, buying an index, the S&P 500 mm-hmm. index, you do that, you try to remind yourself twice a year, maybe on your anniversary and Christmas or birthday and Christmas, six months apart, try to add another couple dollars or whatever you're doing, you do that through your working career, you're going to have a nice retirement. So and slow, don't worry about what happens. Slow and steady and staying in the market,
0: right? Be a buyer, Always be a buyer. For most of the people, there's just a lot of evidence to say, hey, if you just stick to it, stick to your plan, slow and steady, it's you all good. You can do that with $25 a month. Exactly. Exactly. I think, um, do you, have you read any of those Starbucks Starbucks millionaire or whatever? It's like if you invest $5 a day every day for- Oh,
2: instead of buying a Starbucks coffee, mm-hmm. you put that money into investment. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It, it it gets pretty ridiculous. Like over 10 years you'll have 600,000 when you retire if it's $5 a day yeah. and it's a 10% you know return or whatever, but that that's always very interesting for me.
1: I got to believe and I'm fortunate to have surplus cash flow right now. Right. I'm, I've been working 34 years of my job. I'm, I'm I know what I'm doing. Right. A lot of people starting out they struggle. You got to be able to find 10 bucks a month. In your budget. And uh, you, you can sacrifice that much. So, any so find anything. Yeah. Find anything.
0: Because for me, I, I we just did this podcast and I was saying, hey, there are these, um uh, what are they called? Uh, super suckers. They're like the, the fish, the shark suckers that mm-hmm. stay on the shark. And and the I was equated. What's that?
2: The remora? Is uh, it
0: could be remora. I don't know. I thought it was a sucker fish or something like that. Yeah. And what I was trying to say was, I promised my kids, that I would give them the Disney Plus channel for three months over COVID, right? But guess what? I bet you can guess exactly what happened. Did it turn in three months or did it turn in a lot more? <laughs> it depends upon whether you like Disney. 13 months later, we still got it. Mm-hmm. And it's still sucking money out of my wallet. And if I would have cut it off right when I did, we still got Netflix. I mean, they're not going to go um, completely without anything. But but that extra seven bucks or 10 bucks, you can find it, right? That's and a- You can put that towards your retirement and it really doesn't hurt that much, you know, and um, builds up quick.
1: I don't know. I would say quick. So it's like losing weight. I don't care if you if you uh, eat 125 less calories than you exercise every day. You'll get to where you need to go. But it's not quick. So gotcha. that's probably uh, more fair. I, I think financial planning, in particular, investing is not about immediate gratification. It's about having a plan, trusting in it. And keeping your emotions you know, out of it's
2: it. It's so hard to form a new habit. Like, don't you have to do like 21 days in a row or something? I mean, I got Benjamin go
0: Frank one. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, it's to, and it's little. And like you said, it's not quick. You don't see it immediately. Like that diet doesn't show up in the mirror or on the scale the right. next day. You got to stick with it. And then finally, a month later, six weeks mm. later, you start saying, wow, this, there is a difference. But it happens so slowly, you don't even see it, you know? Right. It's like whenever you see other people's kids, Wow, they've grown so much, and your own kids seems like they never grow. Like it takes forever because <laughs> yeah. you see them every day, right? I mean, that's true. Yeah.
0: But I guess what I was, what I'm saying is, if you don't really have anything saved, and then you start saving five or ten dollars, that, that's a big amount compared to what you had. If you had zero, sure. and now you've got a hundred. Sure. I mean, that starts to make a difference, and you know the focus on it and um, the compounding of money. Yeah, once it's people. Valuable. Go down the road a couple of years, and they just wake up and go, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. You know, I've got a chunk of change, and that's pretty cool.
1: I would say the same thing you said in a different way. Okay. Uh, the scale does. I meant to this earlier about something else. The scale doesn't matter; it's the habit that matters. Yeah. I mean, if it's one dollar a week, it's ten dollars a week, it's a thousand dollars. I don't. It. It's the habit. that Yes. Will matter. Yep. Behavior. And it is. Uh, it's also addictive. I mean, so, we all have, there are addictions that are good sure. and there are addictions that are bad. And uh, managing your cash flow, if done well and committed to for a relatively modest amount of time, will become addictive.
0: So, what kind of like um, um, insights can you give about helping your kids? You know, if yeah. we're talking to families and saying, hey, here's a couple of different things. Good ways to help your kids to either envision or give them the right skills, or otherwise.
1: Yeah. So assuming we're talking about kids, not children, <laughs> I mean, uh, little kids. The difference, right? Yeah. We're I'm know, my mother's child. Somewhere ten, I don't know, okay.
0: upwards, or even yeah. if you have some tips on younger than that, that's great
1: too. Yeah. Um, well, I think one, communicating, learning, and then communicating, perhaps. And what uh, do you mean by communicating? Talk about it. Just make it a non, what do you call it? Uh, Taboo.
0: Non-event. What's that?
1: Non-taboo. Non-taboo. Yes. Well, yep. Yeah, non-taboo or um, I hope that milkshake was good. It yeah, was it's fine. Six bucks. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's that's fine. But just, uh, and then, um, so I've recommended different things to different people. Sure. I really like the match. Um 401Ks, you guys are familiar with it. You put money in from your salary. Your employer puts free money in in there. That's right. That's right. So there's no reason the parents couldn't do the same thing. Uh, You know, each month that your child puts in X dollars into a savings account, you'll match 50 percent of it or 20 percent or whatever you can afford. Love that. Um, And if they take it out. Then they have to pay it your
2: part back and tax penalty and tax. <laughs> you pay the. You, you pay want the to know match. how four hundred one k works? <laughs> uh,
1: here well, you go. Their money is their money. Yeah,
2: but yeah, yeah. The
1: match, right? Is uh, and if they take it and don't give it back to you, well, you've got problems beyond your child's that's a good financial one. Life. So that's a good one. Um, buying things for them that they think they need, and you can kind of agree with it, is another way to do the same thing. You really need that? Okay. I'll buy that for you, but you have to put that amount of money in your savings account. Nice. So support. Again, we're trying to build a habit here, support a habit, not flip a switch. So that's another strategy that I've seen work well.
0: Because we talked at the Shed Aquarium, which is a famous aquarium in Chicago. And when we were there, Grant wanted an otter. (laughs) And we just kind of had a... I was like, hey.
2: So, so not an evener?
0: Not an evener. An, <laughs> an otter. otter. <laughs> an otter. Okay. An otter. And when he was um, there, we said, hey, Grant, you know, here's the deal. This thing is, I think it was like $28, right? And it's like, Grant. A real I, animal? No, it was a stuffed animal.
2: Oh, okay. I'm like, wow, 28 bucks. that's a deal. I want one. <laughs> yeah, it costs like
0: 5000 a month to actually feed. <laughs> but, um, but we had this conversation. It's $27. And Grant, look, I just looked it up on Amazon. And you can get one for like $7. Right. So we walked through the whole thing, and I actually offered him, I said, Hey, if you wait one day and tomorrow we order it, then I'll give you $5 for that in your hand. And he was like, Ooh, he started thinking about it. And he waited till the next day. And what do you think happened the next day? You forgot about it.
2: Forgot about it. (laughs) Did you have to give him the five bucks?
0: No. Sweet. I didn't.
2: Sweet.
1: (laughs) My kids would have hit me up with a five. I can tell you that.
0: (laughs) But it's very interesting because, you know, trying to delay that gratification, one of the things we talked about was uh, how long has the 401k been around? Do you remember? I want to say 87. Yeah. You're right on it. So it's it's less than 40 years. And so the way that we think about money really hasn't been around that long. If That's you right. truly think about it, right? And so this book, I kept looking up. I go, this guy's lying. 40 years. Humans have been around, do you know? Because I had to look this up, about 6 million years. Do you know when humans started to really plan? And in my opinion, Planning is when they started to farm because they were thinking more about the future. Like, hey, I I do something now and it happens in the future 12,000 years ago. And then 401ks came 40 years ago. And from the information I received was back in the 30s when they started to have some pension plans. We all think that pension plans covered 100% of what you did when you retired. They were saying on average it was 13% of your monthly net. So your monthly amount you spent was covered by pension. So people go, oh, pensions were back then. It's like not really covered such a small amount. And real 401Ks, thinking forward for retirement, has only been around for less than 40
1: years. So I think back in the, no historian, but the government is how most people invested their money for retirement by buying treasury bonds. And treasury bonds are yielding? Now or then?
0: Back then, it's fine. Now, it's usually, fine his, too.
1: historically speaking, ten-year treasuries have yielded about the rate of inflation. Thirty years, about two percent more. So, so you're, you're breaking even, but at least
2: you have something. Wait, this—I feel a conspiracy story coming on about central banks. But <laughs> we'll leave that. You we're for, giving that to you. Then. We'll leave that for a <laughs> different recording.
0: Uh, what's the what's the what's the book? And and does uh, does the Lance from know about Island. it? Have you heard this, Lance? Yes. It's <laughs> you hate it or what? I, I don't know. It's a bit conspiracy theory. It is conspiracy, but it's kind of it's just an interesting book.
2: I've not read it, it. I've heard somebody talking about it.
0: Tony, uh, you've heard Tony talking about it.
2: <laughs> I can only listen to a little bit of it because I start getting uh, you know hyperventilating, but
0: mad but, uh, so angry. Everything well, I have sky. this
2: philosophy as it relates
1: to my planning and my communication with people. There's no one right answer. Uh, there's no right way to do things, wrong way to do things. Whatever it is. Most what's most important is have balance, right? Don't try to take too big of a bite of the apple. Think of something you can handle. Don't create bee hags. Right. Um, uh, big hairy, all goals that are really hard to achieve. Right. Be balanced baby steps and uh create the habit. Right. And then from there. So let's
0: let's say that again, because I think that's so incredibly important to make sure that everybody knows. Everybody's different. And there are trade-offs. Would you agree with that? There sure. are trade-offs. It's like, hey, get a nice car or maybe not as nice, but that trade-off will get me a little bit closer to my goal, right? And so um, as we talk to people, we don't want them to think there's a right and a wrong way. There is a no. right way because your behavior needs to be More than likely better, but it's not that you need to have $72 million when you retire. Everybody's just a little bit different. And as Tony keeps saying, you got to stop moving the goalpost, right? It's, um, hey, I want to retire with, I don't know, whatever the number is, $50,000 a year. But ooh, now I really want a big house, seventy-five thousand dollars a year, a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you got to stop moving that goalpost and get kind of your spending under control. Know what your money is. By the way, do you know um, do you know which group of people actually um, uh, knows their spending numbers better than any other? Is it Gen X, Y, Z, or Boomers?
1: I don't know what any of those mean, but the younger <laughs> they are, the more they know it. <laughs> Really? I would say. The data that I just pulled was just the opposite. Boomers, about 46%. Well, that's because they're retiring now. Oh, no, no. But that's fine. They didn't 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I mean. The younger, the Gen Xers, I I found out, uh, are 23%. So the boomers are twice as much. And then it goes to like 30. Educate me a little bit. What are the X,
1: Y, Z? I don't know the ages.
0: So the X, Y, and Z are, I think X is 6 to 24. And then it's like 25 to... Forty two and then okay. it's like forty five to fifty seven. Okay. Fifty seven to seventy five. Is that a percentage? Like that. that those are <laughs>
2: those are actually Okay yeah. Boomer. No, yeah. you're, uh, boom, uh Boomers stopped at sixty four or started sixty four. Started
0: sixty four, which means that they're what, fifty seven ish? No, they're seventy four.
2: No. No, uh, no, on no the that's young me. End. I'm, I'm the very was on the cusp as it turned, oh. so
0: it's like fifty-seven to seventy-five somewhere in there is the boomer. Gotcha.
2: So oh, was it right after World War II? Right. right. Yeah, because right. that's when the baby everybody came we, home and made Are we the echo boom? Was that? Are we the echo boom?
0: I don't even know what the echo boom is. The right
2: after, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That is it like dead cat bounce? I don't know, but
1: it's, I just think there's so much more. There's so much um, easier access to data now. I agree. And then I. I I know that they're getting better. I I know more uh baby boomers than I do anyone else cuz they're my clients, right? sure. Absolutely. Uh, so, I know that they're 150 times more technologically adapted than they were 5 years ago.
2: <laughs> because they all have grandchildren, right? <laughs> That's right. That and are teaching them how to push the iPhones. Buttons. That's the iPhones. okay. The computer
1: was uh intimidating, the iPhone is worth or the iPhone or whatever, the smartphone is worth the effort. Before <laughs> did, that, it wasn't. Did you ever, Did you
0: hear that? I think I came in and I showed him, hey, I got an iPhone. They go, aren't you a little bit young to have an iPhone? <laughs> I'm like, owie, that hurts, man. But that's your son. We need to take him out and beat him uh, this weekend. <laughs> okay. But it, it's just interesting to know that um, people understanding their spending, and yeah, you can understand why people a little older know they're spending A lot better just because, you know, they're retired and they only have Mm -hmm. so much money, Social Security, and some of their savings that they go through. But uh, it's pretty fascinating. So what other – do you have any other tips for kids and families?
2: Um, We're putting you on the spot. Well, the one my dad always said was don't take wooden nickels. And (laughs) what does that mean? I think back in the day, somebody had wooden nickel. I don't know. It's an old thing. It's a. <laughs> it sounds I think like it's a older very than old boomers, thing. right? They're uh, like old. I
0: don't know. Yeah, there's not even a, a group. Uh, what do you call it? Before the older. I think it section. was the,
2: the great, the greatest generation, or something. Oh, could have been, I guess. Anyway, sorry. Don't but take Don't wood take wooden nickels. Don't I, take wood nickels. I don't know what that means. Gotcha. Don't take wooden nickels. I think it means they're fake, and don't let people convince you that they're real nickels.
1: Gotcha. I think it has something to do that you could trade them for food at one point in time and then they no longer could well, during a depression. But anyway, that's beyond our scope. Today. <laughs> um, so, ask a question. I would say don't make it so hard. Don't make it so hard, yeah. Yeah. Just, just spend less than you earn. Spend less than you earn. And then have a little bit of set aside uh, and then avoid bad debt and that. It's, Not all go ahead debt and tell us
0: what bad debt is sure
1: revolving credit because you you'll never pay it off it's it's so much more expensive i we're going to get into interest and how it compounds yeah we
0: could tell interest interest is just really high for bad debt right that's right that's and right. since it's really high it's just very difficult to pay off yeah and it's on a depreciating asset right it's on something that doesn't grow in value that's right. So um, at the end of the day, your credit cards very tough, but yeah. but a house generally grows.
1: Well, fears. the thing is, you have to live, so you pay for shelter. So that's the value of a house. Right. What it is that you have to pay for shelter. So you but can it's hard to
2: pay apart. for those with a credit card. Not for, for very long. Not for very long. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And I just Venmo so ben- my bank and say, here's my house what? payment. That's right. That's
1: I've right. heard that advocated to have no debt. It, Debt gone as soon as possible, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, I do have a couple more points, but I was Please. trying to say in context um, avoid bad debts, know mm-hmm. what you make and what you spend, and try to find a difference in the, on the right side. Right. I agree. Um, and then get a little bit of something set aside. If you don't want to get a checking account, put $500 together, give it to your parents and say, hey, this is just in case I need it. Sure. Because uh, they'll probably have it. Yeah, not dad, all parents. My
2: will. dad would take it to the casino.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not giving it to your dad. Yeah, <laughs> We're not a, giving
2: it to dad. And once you get there, then you can start,
1: you know, putting a little bit of uh, investing in your budget, right?
0: Because one of the things we say is, even though you don't maybe know what you want in the future, <laughs> if you look back on your past, there's always something you wanted. So. Just remember that and save and, you know, you're yeah. going to need it.
1: You'll be rewarded. You'll be rewarded. That's great. I love that. That's great. Now, the client, this is a true statement. So, I'm not going to tell you the dollar amount. Big client, though. Gotcha. And uh, so, we looked at their performance since inception, right? So, that's the, since the beginning. total rate of return from when they started. mm mm-hmm. um, so we have the do- amount of dollars they've contributed the amount of dollars they've taken out and then the m- amount of dollars they r- they were still in there right right so if they took away what they spent or mm-hmm. took out from what they contributed added the earnings from their growth right 65% of the total balance was from the earnings so That's let's, awesome. let's call it 10000 they right. put 10000 in they took awesome. 9000 out the va- one thousand out, they have one thousand the value, the portfolio is eight thousand. All of the rest is from the growth. Just the growth. That's, That's right. awesome. so awesome. So you will be rewarded for your sacrifice, but it takes time. It's not immediate gratification. And don't let your emotions be your enemy when it comes to investing in growth. That's very true. Okay. I do have one passion about budgeting though. Let's do it. Give it to us. So I felt like we're being preachy here. Oh we try not to be preachy were you preachy well you i have I have a little different perspective um I think that we're here to live our entire lives and I have seen people be too frugal yep to the point where it ruined their life mm-hmm. and I have seen people be completely uh ignorant and um What's the word I'm looking for unfrugal unfrugal <laughs> no completely unworried about money? their future oh right so sure. uh, easy with my I don't, um so it's a balance right so don't mm-hmm. let don't let accumulating for la- later dominate your now right and particularly if it changes your relationship with your spouse or your kids or your family or whatever if it's sure. if it's not good if it's over the top right both ways So I've always called that live well, sleep well. So uh, you need to put yourself in a position where you can sleep well knowing you're going to be okay. But that doesn't have to be the exclusion of living to the exclusion of living well also. So
0: it sounds like you just really take the the view that, hey, it's simple, which is spend less than you make. You're going to invest it we're assuming that's going to happen and don't do it where you're out of balance because life is about balance. That's fair. Thank and, you. And you can hurt a lot of you can hurt a lot of um, relationships and other things if you, you know, you don't have that balance. So, that's, that's pretty right. cool. Tony, is there anything you want to say before we um say goodbye?
2: Well, I just want to understand the whole saving and compounding and so forth as it applies to golf. <laughs> so don't play golf with sandbaggers. That's,
1: hey. that's a good point. <laughs> are you a bagger? No, no, no. no, he's no, not no. A bagger. We
2: we have some people that we know that are. Yep. <laughs> so what you have to do is you just have to you have to follow them closely and count all their strokes.
0: Oh god. Ooh, that doesn't sound like a sandbagger. That sounds Every like a cheater.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that okay, that's right. That is a cheater. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. We don't have any of those or, where we play, do we?
1: No. Cheaters uh never win. Yep, and winners never cheat. That's right. Intentionally. <laughs>
0: Intentionally.
2: <laughs> well, sometimes it's not knowing the rules. The rules can be a little... Is that the foot wedge? <laughs> oh, no, that's a cheater. That's a cheater. Gotcha.
0: Lance, was there anything else that uh, you wanted to add?
1: I don't know. That's good. Glad you're doing this because oh, it's needed. Cool. Um, I got asked to come into my oldest daughter's fr- sophomore or junior... They call it uh, home economics. Sure. So it used to be home economics was when we were at school. Yeah. How to, you know, do laundry, how to write a check. How to write, write a check. Everything that just being at home. Now it's all about personal finance okay it is good yeah so I went in there I did a presentation I thought I nailed it I used my little stacks of bills thing I, out. I never got invited back <laughs> <laughs> I have three other kids and they didn't want me back so. did they
2: keep the stacks a hundreds though no I, well, yeah, I, I was going to say
1: wait a second
2: I still I've, have I've still got some sitting in my basement do you cool. I, cool I snuck him out of his bag before he left. Well, that's good. hey, what's that? <laughs> it's called compounding interest
0: <laughs> <laughs> well we we put the whole thing together just because I really wanted to teach my kids, and by forcing them to be part of the actual endeavor, mm-hmm. um, I think they just kind of hear um the different aspects of money and what what they should be thinking about. I think one day they're going to wake up and be twenty five twenty six and go I think we covered that one time. Uh, yeah. So we have over 100 episodes now, which is pretty crazy. And, um, you know, it seems like it's growing just a little bit more more and more every day. And so we're pretty excited about it's it. Compounding.
1: Good. It's, compa- it's compounding. It's compounding. It is. Is it tax deferred? Is it tax deferred? Yeah, we'll make it tax deferred. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the only thing better than compound interest, is deferred taxes. Tax deferred compound interest. Uh, oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, what
2: about tax free compound interest? Hey, if
0: you can pull that off, amen.
2: Section 1202.
0: <laughs> He's been throwing that 1202 around a lot. I keep going, do you actually know what's in no, there? but, but I'm not Somebody said
2: it. it and sounded smart, and I love it because I can remember that number. <laughs> And then there's something called QOZ. I got to get into that.
0: Oh, uh, you got the QOZ. You've already got that one down. But, well, we really appreciate having you here. Thank My you pleasure. so much. We love, you. Uh, you know, putting out some of that knowledge to, to individuals and some of your background. And uh, glad I could give you so much to edit out. It's, uh, no, I think it won't be anywhere close to some of our previous guests. <laughs> right, Tony?
2: My first one, uh, I think uh, out of an hour and 10 minutes, there were seven minutes usable. So you're way, of, you're way beyond that.
0: So thanks for being here, Lance. And Thank until you. next time. Thanks for everyone joining us, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of Money with Mac and G. See ya.